you don't have enough time to read all the things you want to or should read, well, we might be able to help with that, at least a little bit. This is That Book Podcast. I'm Julianne. And I'm Andrew. And every week, we're going to be going through the books that we've been reading in the past week, as well as go through a recap of a book that we've already finished. Yeah, but don't expect a book report. We're not here for that. Uh, Just expect to learn some opinions, um, a few facts along the way, and laugh a little bit. Yeah, so let's get into those books. Hello, and welcome to episode two of That Book Podcast. I'm Julianne, and I'm here today with my husband, Andrew, who is the most interesting person on this episode. Wow, that is quite the compliment. Thank you. Well, you read all, like, new books. I didn't read any new books. (laughs) And you did this really awesome slideshow at the end that, like, gets sassy with you. My slideshow, yeah, getting sassy with me, that's pretty crazy. If you want to know what that's about, you should stick around to the end. But yeah, I did get all new books. Ironically, my slideshow's unfinished, and I didn't finish any of the books last week before jumping into these, so... But but you did finish finish. But I did finish finish, so... And that's... we would like to encourage everyone listening to finish the podcast to hear <laughs> what, you, what you thought. <laughs> so, let's get to it. All right, jumping right into it. Um, the first book is the same as last week. <laughs> You will see a theme with my books if you listened to last week's episode. Um, It is I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi, and I finished it this morning. Uh, When I was originally prepping my notes for the podcast, I was like, well, I've got got a couple chapters left to read, but I'm done with the six-week plan, but I am am done done now. So that was great. This was was very enjoyable, and we'll probably do a slideshow at some point on it together since we both read it. Ooh, maybe even next week. Ooh, that could be very... No promises, though. No promises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I, I just finished, I was just reading this chapter. Um, his last chapter is called A Rich Life. Um, and he's talking about um, a bunch of different, a bunch of different questions that people normally ask him as well as, um, well, maybe the other, I was thinking that that chapter was about like advanced spending, but I don't, I don't think it was. I think that was the second to last chapter. Um, so that was, that was really interesting to read about. Um, oh, what was? Oh, no, here it is. It's about saving for your wedding. This is the part I was going to talk about. Oh, because okay. we both read this and we're like, we're very proud of how we handled our wedding and we didn't have any of this. It was not $35,000. It was not. That's good, which yeah. is apparently the average that people spend on, on weddings. Yeah. But. All right, so. So what, like, uh, what, what's it take, like, how are you feeling about it? You're just like, boom, it's a good book, great. That's yeah. it? Yeah, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Does that mean it's my turn? You yeah, you've implemented most of this stuff for us and then we're working together on kind of refining our systems. Mm-hmm. Um and it it was a great book, but I feel like probably the most helpful conversations we had were not the newer sections that I've read since mm-hmm. last week, but the the previous ones cuz we're still, you know, kind of in that stage where we're saving for retirement. We're not like going like, oh yeah, we're just going to build wealth and like increase our empire or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, it's good. That's yeah. good. Okay, great. Um, so the first book that I read this week is The Heist by Daniel Silva. So um, I think all of my books this week are different from last week. Uh, like I said last week, I've been book hopping a lot more than I realized. Um, so I guess I have like eight books, eight or nine books that I'm going through right now. This is um, great. Uh, maybe. I'm excited. <laughs> Uh, so I have, like, I had started all of these except for the last book um, that I'll talk about. Um, I had started all of them before last week. I just hadn't read them in the last week before that. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense. But so these are the books that I read this week. Um, 
Yeah, keeping it fresh. Keeping it fresh. I just, <laughs> yeah. So who knows? You know, there might be a couple weeks where, where I'll like just not read a book, and then it'll be back a couple weeks later. Um, Don't that might help. be might be really disjointed, but uh, I'm having a good time with it. So, <laughs> so anyway, this is the heist. It is a. Uh, it's apparently a number one New York Times bestseller. It's about a, uh, a spy, who is also like an art restorer and like pretty much the best art restorer ever. <sighs> That's pretty cool. That sounds pretty good, right? I forgot I wanted to read this book. <laughs> and uh, so he uh, has to solve a, like, art heist thing that happened. Um, an agent, you know, there's there's uh, all the backstory, not too many spoilers. Um, but uh, basically, spy, legendary spy slash art, that's what it says here, legendary spy and art restore, um, has to um, go and, like, solve what happened. Presumably... Uh, based on the on the the intro to the book, like the back of the book, presumably he's going to uh, create a heist in order to get to the bottom of this. So I think that's why it's called the heist. Um, he hasn't stolen anything yet, but uh, I'm not very far into the book, so I, I think that he I think that he will. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, it's just a fun read, and it's uh, it's in uh, it's in Europe, various places in Europe. Um, so like the scenery and the culture and stuff is also really cool to uh, to read about. Um, while going through this. So, I've been having a good time with that. Alright, cool. Next up. I will t- teach you to be rich. I'm reading it again. No, wait. It's the journal. <laughs> <laughs> and this is actually something we're reading together, but I kind of mm-hmm. stole it because I don't have as many books as you. You've also been spearheading it. Um, I have been. I yeah. bought it, and I was like, let's work through it together. Um, so, just a little bit of about this book. I'm not going to go super into it. Here's the contents page. He's got it divided into, like, eight different sections. If you're on audio, you can't see the contents page, but you can I'm, yeah, I'm look gonna, at it. I'm going to read a little bit oh, so okay. they get, they get right. the impression. But this is a good YouTube plug also. Oh. So if you want, you can see it. Um, you probably won't really be able to make out the words, but maybe, you know, who knows, on our YouTube channel, you can also see our fun expressions and laughing and stuff. Yeah, so. and you can pause it for that split second that I pointed it toward the camera <laughs> and see if you can read it. Or you could just go on Amazon and see if this contents page is on there because honestly, it might be. Anyway, so the first chapter is Design Your Rich Life. Um, there's some other ones like Rewire Your Money Beliefs, um, Build Your Money Confidence, Ask $30,000 Questions, Not $3 Questions, Rewrite Your Money Rules, etc. Um, so we're still on the Design Your Rich Life chapter because that's the first one. And I think it is probably... Um, oh, what was I going to say? I think it's probably necessary mm-hmm. like to go through that before we get to the other ones. But I, I actually didn't buy it for that section because I feel like we're pretty good at like coming up with ideas and dreaming and things like that. And listening um, to his podcast, we've like been thinking about listening to his podcast, reading his book, we've been talking about what makes our rich life. Mm-hmm. So like designing it, a lot of the stuff we just kind of went, okay, yeah, we wanted to do this. Let's just put it in it, like kind of fill it out based on what we've already talked about um, right. for the most part. So it doesn't feel super new um, because we've done because he's done such a good job in all of his other content to help us think about that. Right, um, but it is helpful to have it written down, and mm-hmm. then um, I'm really excited about working through these other chapters. So yeah. we'll be doing that. This can be really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, my turn again. I have, next is A Minute to Think by Juliette Funt. And uh, she is great. She is the, I think she's the founder um, of... Uh, white space. I always accidentally call this book white space because of her company. Um, 
But the uh, the subtitle is Reclaim Creativity, Conquer Busyness, and Do Your Best Work. And this book has been um, healing in a way for me. Because um, when I read it, it's, it's like, hey, taking time to pause, um, taking strategic, she calls them strategic pauses, is actually really, really good for your productivity. And not only that, but also for like your health, uh, you know, like your mental health and your, and your burnout, like, like helping you with those things and your work stress and all of that stuff. Um, so taking these spaces to, to pause, to gather yourself, um, to then be more productive, uh, overall, is kind of like a really mind blowing life hack. Um, and so I've been really enjoying, uh, reading about that. I think I'm about halfway through. Um, so there's a lot of really good things in here. And, uh, uh, I was like, mom, I, mom, mom uh, came out for a little bit and I was like, mom, you have to read this book um, because I just, I just find it so healing. So she got through a little bit and she's like, whoa, <laughs> well, I guess I need to slow down so that I can do more, which is a really weird thing to, to think about, but is uh, really, really cool. Um, so definitely, definitely been enjoying that. Yeah, I would say like that one you've been reading since uh, it's been over a month. It's been, it's been slow. It's kind of cathartic for me. Yeah, and yeah. I do feel like you have to be in, like, the right mood to read it. Because some days you'll be like, oh, man, this is so good. This is so good. This is so good. It's like this, like, page turner for you. And then the next day I'm like, oh, are you going to read that book? And you're like, no. <laughs> I don't need the, I don't need the, <laughs> the catharsis. You're like, I don't need it today. So that's, that's been interesting to watch you. All right. Back to what we already know, an atlas of extinct countries. If you didn't yes. watch, uh, if you didn't watch or listen to last week's podcast, this will be a new book for you. I'm sorry because I I'm still in the first chapter. I've just been reading a few countries at once. I was preparing my notes for this book, and I think I was just going to say, well, you know, be prepared to walk through this book slowly with me, unless I take it on an upcoming vacation. And then I think I kind of talked myself into taking it on the vacation while I was making the notes. So. <laughs> Here we are. That's that's what I have to say about that book. It's so it could be finished by next. It podcast. could be finished. It's very entertaining. So I think I'm going to take it because it seems like a good vacation read. Oh yeah, yeah. These books, How I Will Teach You to Be Rich and Atlas of Extinct Countries, have definitely garnered many, many laugh out loud moments. Oh, absolutely. That are quite startling for me sitting right next to you, <laughs> trying to read my book, which is you know often serious or you're like she's cathartic like or yeah she's like you must you must breathe in this minute to think book and i'm like, I'm like <laughs> he says don't borrow money from your family if they're crazy <laughs> i'm like what? what's happening yeah okay so another one that i've been reading for a while also is grit by angela duckworth this book is very famous um like it seems like everywhere i turn like everybody's either read about it heard about it knows about it, is implementing it, mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a very, very popular book. Um, and the subtitle is The Power of Passion and Perseverance. So she kind of makes the case that if you really want to be successful, um, you will uh, uh, want to be gritty and have a lot of perseverance and passion, and she kind of outlines what those mean, what the ramifications are, how to um, behave in such a way that you can be gritty so that you can have more success um, overall and, and like really make a, make an impact and get really good at stuff so that you can be successful. Um, yeah. Is, uh, is... Yeah. I read that book last year and it's, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. It so. was also interesting because, and this might be a spoiler to like a different thing we'll do uh, after you finish this book, but we had, 
we wrote a book together called Range, um, which in which he makes the argument that the best way to be successful is to explore a bunch of different things, basically. Um, and her thing is kind of like you you stick with things and you keep going. And so it's interesting to like read both of those. And I don't actually think they're mutually exclusive if mm-hmm. you like read their arguments and take them seriously. Yep. But on the surface, they're very like at odds with each other. Um, so that was interesting. Yeah, it's a it is a really interesting dichotomy because we got range, and then we're like, and then he talked about grit in range, and he's like, this is great. I I I've perceived this aspect a little bit differently because I think that we should, boom, um, and then we're like, well, I guess we need to get grit now. Yeah. So, uh, so we did. Yep. Okay. And finally, my last book, Holier Than Thou by Jackie Hill Perry. I did actually read it this week. I didn't just think about reading it. Um, and it it's just, I don't really have anything new to add, except I think I forgot to say this last week, and I meant to, is that it it's really cool. It's one of those books where, like, you read it, and you feel, like, worshipful. You mm. feel, like, closer to God. Um, just reading it, um, which hasn't happened to me in a while with anything that wasn't like, you know, Psalms or something, mm-hmm. which I'm not saying that every book, like every theology book you read should be like that, mm-hmm. but it, it's just really cool to be reading it and to be learning and to also like feel your spirit um, responding as well, mm-hmm. which I think God's holiness kind of does mm-hmm. in general. And then she just writes it really well. So nice. um, I've been really enjoying it. I think I'm about halfway through this one. Nice. Sounds awesome. All right. Man, we are going way faster than last week. <laughs> yeah. It's probably for the best. Um, on my last book, I just started uh, yesterday or the day before. Yes, this is such a good one. It's called The Lazy Genius Way um, by Kendra Adachi. And uh, she recently came out with a book called The Lazy Genius Kitchen. Um, and she has a bunch of like videos where she goes to her friend's houses and like helps them lazy genius their kitchen which was really fun. We ate that up like a, like a home improvement show, or, you know, like HGTV. Oh, yeah. um, but so this is, this was the, the first book that you came out with. And it's the lazy genius way. And it, and the, uh, the subtitles embrace what matters, ditch what doesn't and get stuff done. So Julianne uh, loves Kendra and got this book and she went through and she's like, I got it. I got it as a gift from Molly actually. <gasps> and this is what started my Kendra obsession. Oh, okay. Yep. So, I actually got this book before even knowing so I got that, a lot about her. I got that order completely mixed up. That's okay. Whoops. Okay. So anyway, she read it. She loved it. And she's like, hey, you should read that. And I was like, I'm already a lazy genius because uh, I don't know why I said that. But <laughs> anyway, so uh, I was feeling a little bit down on myself. Um, uh, and I was like, I just need a book that's going to tell me that it's okay to like to just, just be me and, you know, I'm, we're going to make mistakes and that's okay. Here's what we can do with it. And so, uh, right off the bat, well, I didn't really know that that's what I was looking for, but right off the bat, she's like, Hey, I've, I've done some, some things that, uh, I probably shouldn't have because I've bit off more than I could chew and I wanted to do everything perfectly. And I thought I could, and then it didn't work out and I wanted to, to quit and ah, I, I was like, okay, yep. Thank you for, for that. I'm not, I'm not feeling that crazy. Uh, so that was really fun and, um, so I'm really excited. I haven't gotten through, uh, very much, but she's like telling us, Hey, uh, streamline your decision-making processes and stuff like that. So really simple, really, uh, it's a really quick, really easy read, but also really fun and, uh, and also kind of cathartic, kind of like uh, a minute to think, but feels a little bit less, 
leadership productivity um, bent, uh, more like just like like making good decisions in life. Um, so so far. So yeah, I'm I excited. I haven't read a minute to think, but like my impression from some of the stuff you've told me and like you know like the book, mm-hmm. just like its general vibe. I don't know if I've read the back cover or what. Is that a minute to think is probably a little more um, like okay mental health, take care of yourself, this is how you, you know, take care of your brain so that it keeps serving you well kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And the lazy genius way is like, hey, you know, if you, if you like, if you just respond to life as it happens and you don't put systems in place, Mm -hmm. you are going to either be chronically overwhelmed Mm -hmm. or just, you know, kind of a hermit saying, saying no (laughs) to everything. And so she's like, hey, like you need to know what your priorities are and then you need to have systems in place so that those priorities are taken care of and then you don't sweat the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there are systems around like making sure things are taken care of. There are systems around um, keeping yourself in check from trying to overdo on the things that you've decided don't matter. Mm -hmm. And also like some guidelines on, um, sorry, I'm giving you a lot of spoilers kind of. Yeah, I love it. I love this book. (laughs) Um, Guidelines on like, how to like adjust that for changing seasons, right? Because mm-hmm. like our priorities now are different than they will be when we have kids, yep. things like that. Um, so I think probably all that to say, I think my my impression of the Juliet Funt book, A Minute to Think, is probably um, that's probably a little more um, cerebral, a little more like very focused on um, one aspect of your life, mm-hmm. and then. Kendra, like, obviously you can apply the lazy genius way things to work, Mm -hmm. but it's more like, here's how you develop systems for your life. Yeah. And so it's a little more like probably productivity-esque, not really hack, but you know. It's it's life. How to. Yeah, life as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Was that all of our books? That's all our books. All right. That means it's time to transition into section number two which is the slideshow it was my turn to make the slideshow if you remember julianne's hilarious atomic habits slideshow from last week um you can again you can always go to the youtube channel and find it there um or you can just listen um if you haven't all ready so all right i'm excited yeah it is it is my turn let me uh let me turn up my brightness all the way i think that'll help um i tried to i was like julianne your text is so tiny on the slideshow and she's like, whatever. <laughs> it's it's the way it's the way that I want it to look. It's the vibe I'm going for. Um, but I decided to uh, try to be generous generous to our viewers and make the text very this large. This is the vibe you're going. For. This is the vibe I'm going for. We'll see okay. if it actually worked. So it's finish. Um, subtitles: Gift. Give yourself the gift of done by John Acuff. Um, he is hilarious. I think this is his biggest book. Um, we've read a couple of other ones. Um, okay, maybe not. Uh, who knows? Julianne's face there. <laughs> well, bit, I'm just uh, skeptical because I think this was his biggest book. I'm not sure if Soundtracks has overtaken it or not. Mm. Soundtracks is also a really good book. I feel like Soundtracks is still on the rise. Yeah, so. it's, it's true. Yeah, I uh, I will give a little bit of backstory. Uh, soundtracks will come into the, into the slideshow <laughs> at some point, so I will, uh, I'll tell you about that. I tried to go get it to like as a visual aid, but... Uh, I, cu- I couldn't find it, so... Do you want me to go find it? Uh, no, 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 no. We're good. We're good. No, no, no. All right. Finish, Give Yourself the Gift of Done by John Acuff. Boom. And I tried to also, if you if you see on the in the video, I tried to match the the vibe of the slideshow to the, the cover of the book just a little bit. I'm no designer or anything. 
Um, I just picked one that was blue, pretty much. So, all right, how long did it take me to read? It was about two weeks, um, which I said is not bad. Not a bad amount of time to finish a book about finishing. Um, and also, if you see, I haven't even picked up some of my other books for two weeks. So the fact that I finished this one in two um, is oh, making yeah. me feel pretty good. So. You went through that book. You were, like, on fire. Yeah, I like, I didn't read, like, pretty much anything else um, no. the, the whole time. So it was, it, was, uh, it was really good and really fun and uh, uh, also really healing in kind of in similar ways as, as uh, Lazy Genius Way and A Minute to Think. Um, I got I to gotta start moving to the slideshow here. All right. Um, have you finished anything... Um, have you finished anything done? Wow, man, I did not check this for typos, I guess. Have you finished anything since this, reading the book? This spreadsheet has a mind of its own, man. And man, this I mean, slideshow, slideshow yeah, yeah, is crazy. Um, it is talking to... I tried to make it like a dialogue between me and the, me and the slideshow. So. I was trying to help you, like, keep that facade up. Oh, oh, like, slideshow, why are you... Ta- why are you, you why can't do you have even those talk typos to me, you right? You just blame on everything that goes wrong now on the slideshow. Google Slides has a mind of its own. Yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, fair enough. That's what we're going with. That's my new hashtag. Google yep. Slides has a mind of its own. We don't need responsibility. All right. <laughs> have you finished anything since reading the book? Uh, I said nope. Does that mean you didn't learn anything? Uh, that's exactly what it means. Yep. Uh, wow, this slideshow is getting... The slideshow... Come on, you must have learned something. Wow, that's really judgy. Okay, what did I say? Now that this slideshow is being judgy... Yep, it is being judgy. It's rude. Yep. I guess I can come up with a few talking points. Fine, okay. Uh, talking point number one. How many things uh, I highlighted slash underlined in this book? 152. Wow. Yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna say that's pretty good, but I think my next slide is gonna tell me just how good. Is that more than Julianne did with Atomic Habits last week? <laughs> I don't think that really matters. Dot dot dot. Yes, it is. <laughs> that is so funny, and that surprises me because I feel like I'm way more into underlining books mm-hmm. in general. Like. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And making notes and. And. Uh, and Atomic Habits has more pages, like, is, is a longer book. It is. Yeah. And, like, I just, I just went through I Will Teach You To Be Rich after yeah. you reading it. Yeah. You read it. It was totally unblemished. Yeah, I think I wrote one thing in, like, the first chapter, and then I was like, forget it. It's a magazine. Uh, it's beautiful. I'm just, I'm just reading yeah. it. Yeah, I, I only have done that with one book yeah. in recent, in recent times, and it yeah. was not this one. <laughs> yeah, that's probably for the best. I felt a little bit guilty, but I also wanted to finish the book and not have to worry about Judging myself for not underlining or underlining the wrong thing. <laughs> anyway, back to finish. Um, number of notes written in the margins, 30. Wow, okay. Um, yeah. Number of notes that were just one word, uh-huh. 17. Okay. <laughs> and That's I was, relatable. And I was basically just providing extra emphasis to things I'd already underlined. Useful? Who knows? I sometimes will just write, ouch. Uh, yeah, well, I, I usually say, oh, no. Okay. Because sometimes it's like something awkward in the, uh, like that happened to the author, and sometimes uh-huh. it's like, ooh, okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, number of times that I wrote haha in the notes. Yeah. Four. So I wrote thirty things, and four four of them had either were haha or had haha in it. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. So that seems reasonable, actually. Yeah, honestly, I thought it was gonna be like ten. Right. Because it was a really funny book. A really enjoyable read. Uh, but no, it was just four. Okay. Um, there were a lot of like, hmms, and what's, and, uh, but, but, uh, yeah, four ha Not ha-has. a lot of ha-has. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think it was about the, about the same. I mean, you can only have Maybe, so many. Yeah. 
maybe you were just like expecting to laugh because you've read some of his other books. And so you weren't like, oh, I got to like underline this. This is the funniest thing ever. You were just expecting that there would be funny things. Yeah. So there were many times that I laughed and I didn't write haha. I think yeah. I just like the especially funny things because he's got a, such a high th- right. threshold, my expectations. So I said four. I thought it would be much higher considering how many times I laughed while reading the book. I already said that. Wow. I am on it. Yeah. With these notes, man. I got it. All right. Number of times I was tricked in thinking that Acuff is basketball tall, as he claims on page 188. Uh-huh. Zero. Uh, now my notes say here, explain John Acuff height backstory. So. Okay. Um, if, you can, if you can see that on the video. Uh, yeah, so love John Acuff. Been following him for a little bit. I'm read, I think I read most of his books at this point, which is pretty cool. I think you've read more of them than me. Um, yeah. And uh, so I, I had seen him, I'd seen a social media post and it says, um, and it, it, was, it was him taking a picture with somebody. And he's like, wow, this person is really tall because I'm 6'2". And I was like, wow, cool. I guess that person is really tall. And Julianne was like, no, no, Andrew, he's not, he's not that tall. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, he's joking. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, John and I are connected because we're both 6'2". Uh-huh. And, uh, like, how, like, how cool is that? And you're like, no, I think he's, like, 5'7". And I was like, what? <laughs> no, no. So, anyway, we go to a conference, and he's speaking at it. And then he's signing books in, in line. We had pre-ordered soundtracks. Yeah. Um, and he was basically talking about soundtracks, um, because it's the most recent book. Yeah. And, uh, so we're in line. We bring our already autographed copy of soundtracks, um, to him, and he's like... What's going on here? We're just like, we just wanted a second autograph because we thought that'd be fun. Yeah. Like, get it in person this time. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he was like, man, that is uh, hilarious. He's like, uh, he wrote uh, twice the autographs, double the, double the value or double the price. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. I don't think that's how it works, but that was great. <laughs> and then I was like, well, while he's doing that, I was like, hey, you know, I, I believed you when you said that you were tall. Um, <laughs> Julian didn't think so, but I did. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You must be really... Really, he's a great guy. He's like, you must be really disappointed right now, huh? Because we, we would be like tall bros together. And I was like, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, he's not 6'2". He is, a, he is a, I think he's 5'9", which is an average height. Mm-hmm. Um, which is nothing to be ashamed of or anything. No. Uh, it's just like, I thought that we had a, a tall guy connection and, uh, and we don't. So I was, I was disappointed. So when I read that he's basketball tall uh, going through this book after that experience, I was not tricked. So zero times being tricked. I'm glad that your hurt, though, and disappointment didn't stop you from reading this book. <laughs> no, honestly, it's a great story. So I, yeah, I love it. Uh, he did say, he said, I'm basketball tall, look it up. So uh, I was like, I don't even, I don't even need to look it up. But also. It would be I, hilarious, though, if you were reading a book and you didn't know anything about him. And yeah. he's like, I'm basketball tall, look it up. And you search John Acuff and Wikipedia says, John Acuff. Is five foot nine inches. Or what if it said he's six two? What if it? That did? would be even funnier. I don't know. Is six two basketball tall? Um, not if you're not if you're trying to be a center in the NBA. Okay. Um, but I did just go play basketball last night, and you. I don't think anybody was taller than me. Okay. Um, maybe like or. So so you're so saying you're basketball tall. Pick up basketball tall. Pick up basketball. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Do you have any real takeaways? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Into the actual takeaways, not into all of this crazy slide. This, the slideshow sassing me again. We got to... Your slideshow is out of control. We got to put it in timeout, I guess. <laughs> uh, this looks civilized, though. Takeaways. Number one, perfectionism is the enemy. That's like the overarching theme 
Um, and he basically takes the whole book to try to um, teach you ways to fight the enemy of perfectionism. Um, it tells us narratives. Uh, the book tells us narratives in each step of the way. Um, wait, wait, no, that's not. It tells us narratives each step in the finishing process to convince us to give up. I should have just I should have just read that because that is way more uh, succinct than what I was trying to say. So. Perfectionism tells you those narratives. Um. Yes, perfectionism okay. tells us narratives. I thought that's what you were saying for a minute. It sounded like you were saying the book the was book. telling you the narratives, and I was just like... The book is like, you're horrible, you can't finish anything. Confusion emoji. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, that makes sense. Perfectionism tells us all the, like, every time that we, you know, he has a, a chapter called The Day After Perfect and The Day after done, the day Before Done. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, I just started, everything's perfect, and perfectionism's like, you're never going to be able to do this. You're, you're going to fail, and it's going to be horrible, and you should just give up now. And you're like, well, I guess I should just give up now. And he's like, nope, stop. And then you got one like the day before done, and it's like, well, you made it this far, but is it really going to be done? Like, do you really want that to be like a finished product that you show people? Like, it's horrible. And you're like, yeah, I guess I guess I better stop now, you know. And um, yeah, so not, not good. Which... Seems ridiculous on one hand, but then you like look at. Uh, I looked at my life and I was like, "Oh yeah, those are completely normal things that I unfortunately do." Um, another takeaway. Um, so these are some of the like things that he says to do. Uh, cut perfectionism down to size by cutting your goals in half. So that was like pretty much the first um, actionable thing that I was like, "Yes, I gotta, I gotta just do this" because I just made all my goals for the new year. Mm-hmm. And I read this and he said, "Cut your goals in half," and I was like, "Okay, main goal." Cut in half. And uh, and I've actually done more. Uh, like, I've actually achieved more since then. I think I, I think I say that later in the slideshow, so whoops, spoilers. We're, al- we're almost there. Uh, number three, thir- third takeaway, bomb some things on purpose to focus on what actually matters right now. So, Ooh. yeah, it, it, it uh, goes in line very well with the lazy genius method, right? The lazy genius way. Where it's like, hey, you can't, you can't do everything perfect. You got it. You got to bomb some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so bomb some stuff so that you don't have to um, bomb everything. Yeah. Um, and then focus on what what actually matters. So it's like awesome. Um, fourth, see what rules you secretly live by, um, and that hold you back, and get rid of them. And so that one was really interesting. Like, um, he he gives some examples that, that make it come to life because that's something you're like, what do you mean secret rules? What? Like I don't have any secret rules. Well, doesn't that isn't that kind of like what he talked about in soundtracks too? So he didn't use that same word, but uh, what do you what do you mean? Like the soundtracks that you're listening to that are holding you back. Uh, yeah, very 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 similar. Yeah yeah. Okay. That's a good good tie in there. Boom. Um yeah, like I um I can only eat a donut after I exercise. Um, would be well no that's probably not a very good example of a secret rule. I probably should have looked up a really good example of a secret rule. Um, but it's all these like. Um, little things that, that hold you back. Like you can only, like there's all of these obstacles that you put in your way um, that keep you from achieving what you want to, right? Like yeah. like if I'm going to start something new, I have to be able to dedicate 15 hours a week to it for the first month so that I can get decently good at it. Yeah. That's not a very achieved, right? Like like I've definitely had secret rules like that. Oh, yeah. Um, but that is not sustainable, right? Like those things I don't stick with. Um, because I've, I've made that secret rule and I go, well, I, I couldn't do it. So I guess I just have to give up. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that kind of stuff. Um, another takeaway, use data to celebrate your progress imperfect as it may be. So he, he talks about how data is, um, data is objective 
So it takes a lot of the emotional um, uh, charge out of your uh, decision making or, or uh, your goals and, and like the perfectionism things that perfectionism is trying to tell you. Because if you go, hey, actually, you know, perfectionism is like, oh, you're doing horrible. You're not doing anything. And you're like, well, actually, the data says that I have done this habit uh, four times this week. And before, uh, before I tracked it, I'd only done it once a week. So mm-hmm. actually, um, that is a that is a big improvement. That's really cool to see. And perfectionism is like, fine, I'll be back. <laughs> um, all right. Did I enjoy the book? Very much. I weaponized it almost immediately against my perfectionism, which is great. Like, uh, I'd be telling Julianne, you know, she'd be like, what do you think about this? I'm like, well, I'm trying to not be perfectionistic because I like, it's tearing me down. So I'm going to have this mindset instead. I'm going to spend my time doing this um, so that I like, I don't feel as bad. Um, And then I say, and I maybe got out of things I didn't want to do using perfectionism as an excuse. Like, oh, I can't do that because it's perfectionistic. I don't actually think I did that, but it was really funny to put in there. <laughs> if Julian's like, oh, Andrew, like, can you clean the bathroom for 20 minutes? I'd be like, well, I can only do, I got to cut that goal in half and only do 10. I don't think I asked you to clean the bathroom. Uh, I know. That's why, that's why I said I, I pretty much just made that up, but also okay. it was really funny. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't sure people would know that you were making that up. Like he cleans the bathroom more than I do, but I never ask him to. I'm always like, I'm going to clean the bathroom. And then I come home and he did it. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, Main emotion felt while reading, uh, inspiration and freedom, which is a pretty great combination. I think that's why I got through it so fast is because every time I read something, I was like, oh, I feel inspired. Oh, I feel free. Yeah. Just like thinking about implementing these things in my life. So that's great. Um, should you read it? Only if you enjoy getting rid of shame and the feeling of never doing enough. Oh, I think so. I think people hate that. Yeah. So if you're like, well, that's not for me. I like my shame <laughs> and uh, and and uh, feeling so behind and never doing enough. You don't need this book, but if you like those things, you can definitely definitely uh, <laughs> uh, definitely grab it if you want to. So, uh, what will I do now? Uh, like I said before, I I started doing some of the stuff, so I already cut my goals in half. Um, which has so far resulted in me getting more done than I did before I cut my goals, thus increasing satisfaction, which is really, really cool. Thumbs um, up. Yeah. And he says, right, like that gives you motivation. And you're like, wow, I met my goals and it's turning out really well. So I can keep, I can keep it up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, which is totally working and been really awesome. Um, and then I've also been working to keep perfectionism from stopping me from achieving my dreams um, using some of the tips that John, that John gives. So those are, you know, um, you know, some of them are, I just have to see what is going on in my life, see what I'm, I'm doing, what's driving me and reflect on that and go, are there secret rules here? Are there, you know, is, what's perfectionism telling me that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, and hopefully, uh, able to, uh, keep perfectionism at bay as a result. Was that my last slide? Yes, it was. So that is, that is the, uh, the finished slideshow is now finished. finished. <laughs> yes. yes. Slow clap. Slow. Does it get faster as we, as we go? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. um, that's, that's, uh, I think that's all. Yeah. That's all we yeah. got. Yeah. If you want to hear this again, maybe like it, subscribe it, leave a review. If you don't want to just ignore it. <laughs> if you made it this far, you probably wouldn't mind another episode, so right. you can uh, you can follow, and we'll have one next week for you. Not that the like ratings are gonna decide whether or not we do it. I just feel like, you know, if you don't if you don't want to do it, don't do it. If you want other people to 
see it because your review gets it on right. podcast platforms suggested people, then great. If you think that you don't you don't want this kind of content to be out there for more people to see, then you can not do any of those things and that is that is totally fine, I understand. Which, which is fair for like that that would be fair. Yeah, that would be fair. I don't even know if I want other people to see it. <laughs> I'm just having a good time. Yeah. So So again, thank you uh, for making it this far and and listening, and we hope that you enjoyed um, these books and feel uh, inspired to go read some uh, yourself. Yeah, and and I will have different books next week. At least one. (laughs) At least one new book next week. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.